Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in today to watch this video. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas and I'm joined with the fantastic Dennis O'Connor from Awakening in Health. And every Thursday we get together to do a podcast, a conversation around health, well-being and how you can optimize your health so that you can live a more fulfilling, enriched life. And today we really want to look at stress. Uh, Dennis has experience as a clinical nurse consultant of over 20 years, as well as his tremendous life experience. And in these conversations, we really look at what is going on in the world and how Many of us internalize that, but then also equip you with the tools so that you're able to navigate what is going on in the world with a little bit more sense of groundedness and understanding so that we can all become more self-aware, self-reflective, and move, orientate our life in a direction that's going to bring us more fulfillment, bring us more joy, more happiness, and look at how we can reconnect back to our natural source. So these conversations are really good. If you haven't seen any yet, there is a catalog of um, videos on um, YouTube, Awakening in Health or Earth Heroes. We have them on both YouTubes. But if you want the uncensored, because some of these conversations around what's going on in the world really dive deep. And if you want to get the uncensored versions where we really open up the dialogue around the truth, our truth, and sharing our truth around how we are responding, what we're doing, and what we believe is going on, then I want to encourage you, just follow the link in the descriptions to join us on Earth Heroes TV, and where you'll join many other amazing doctors, scientists, yoga teachers, meditation experts, and a whole diverse range of people who are working towards making the world a better place through practicing, embodying, the change within. And so, Dennis, thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited to dive into this conversation around stress. Um, Based upon your life experience and the work that you do, you've done as a nurse, what would you suggest are some of the um, main causes of stress in our modern lifestyle? And is it that big of a thing? Like, do do you really think that a lot of people are stressed today or everyone's just living a great life, cruisy, just doing, you know, doing other things. Is this a really relevant conversation and why? Absolutely a hugely relevant conversation, I think. And unfortunately, and, and this is always, we just had this chat, uh, normally when we put on a, a stream like this, we'll have a little chat beforehand about it, about how we take the conversation. And for anybody kind of looking in, it, it's tricky to try and keep a positive and kind of um, upbeat theme and be solution focused and be, I guess, uh, you know, n- not have this kind of depressing formula when we're talking about these things. So we're, we're going to um, 
try to do not quite the impossible, but uh, but do something very tough, which is even though we're going to be digging around the domain of stress and things like suicide and whatnot, we, we really want to kind of, I guess, have a, have a lighter and hopeful and optimistic discussion as opposed to this, you know, grim, uh, negative kind of icky kind of discussion that that, uh, that it could turn into. So as much as possible, we'll, we'll try to be uh, erring on the side of positivity if we can. And that sounds kind of funny because what I'm going to say next sounds quite grim. So um, I think uh, it answers your question that, uh, that you know, nearly everybody, uh, especially in the Western world, is hugely affected by stress. And, and it's, just, it's just absolutely everywhere. And I think part of um, how we can do something about it, whether we are clinicians working with people, whether we're family members, whether we are looking at our own stress and we want to try and help ourselves out, there is a, this is a two-part statement, and I say this quite a lot. Knowledge is power, but knowledge is only power if you do something with that knowledge. And this is where we have these conversations in order to try to, um, I guess, liberate a few ideas and to have some recognition for some of these ideas to kind of open the gate for people to be, do, to be able to do something about their stress. But yeah, in answer to that question again, stress is, I think, ubiquitous in the Western world today. There are more than one cause, of, there are more than one uh, reason for people to be stressed. And when we tackle these reasons, then we can move in a better direction. Yeah, good point that you make there, Dennis. Thanks for sharing that. And it seems, you know, despite all of the modern technological advancements that we've made today in medicine, there is this overwhelming, statistically proven um, fact that you know, we are more stressed, more anxious, and more suicidal than we've ever been in the history of our human um, lifespan, as long as I've been alive anyway. And so um, oh, we're going to pull up a couple of, of those statistics in a moment. But I'm really curious, Dennis, like with, with knowing, and particularly now over the last 12 months, with so much more changing, a lot of um, huge shifts are happening for a lot of people. And it is, is really becoming an increasingly challenging time for, for many people financially, emotionally, um, physically even, and, and sometimes spiritually. So I'm curious, Dennis, like what, what, what have we seen? What's been happening in the, that space of, um, you know, stress and depression over the last 12 months? Well, when I kind of reflect on it, I can kind of, I guess, put myself into some of that situation. And when you, when we do the kind of work that we do, or especially some of the stuff that I do, which is kind of helping people get through stress and get through anxiety and depression, you kind of have to get to do a lot of research on, I guess, unpleasant things. And obviously, we have this pandemic stuff that's going on at the moment. We have lots of fear. We have this horrendous and terrible um, one-sided news system, uh, social media system, which is just, you know, throwing all this kind of uh, fear and panic at us. And for me, I find I have, I get a little bit overwhelmed every so often. And I think, and I've always noticed with yourself, uh, you certainly have very, very good mechanisms in place to, in spite of all this rubbish that's happening around us, to maintain positive and to maintain health, to maintain your healthiness, um, as do I. So I think uh, that's you know, kind of a big focus. And also in my job, when I was working in acute mental health, so that's the really serious side of mental health, I day in, day out for many years had to deal with people who were either going directly towards the brink of suicidality or at that point of suicidality. And 
we, in actual fact, to reverse that sometimes can be fairly straightforward. And just because it's straightforward doesn't mean to say it's easy. So when people kind of um, assume that, you know, straightforward stuff is, is, really, is, is really easy, that, that's a little bit inaccurate. And in fact, it can be quite hard work. But again, the components are always consistent. They remain the same. Yeah, thanks for sharing. And I'm just going to pull up this article that came through recently um, in New South Wales here in Australia through the Canberra Times, where they're suggesting that um, in January 2021, almost 30% higher than the last 12-month period of people taking their own lives. So that is a huge statistic. That's crazy to think that, you know, um, more and more people are willing to take their own life. And of course, in this conversation, we want to talk about what's really going on in the world, what's relevant, but also we want to equip you guys. Uh, Dennis has great research in this area, great experience, and he's worked a long time in this field. And we want to offer you guys the, some of the solutions that are possible to implement so that you know, we don't have to live in this dystopian kind of world moving forward. And um, if we look through this article, uh, what have we got here? Investment in suicide prevention services programs must continue, um, Mrs. Murray says. However, um, are we, my question for you, Dennis, um, is are we putting too much emphasis on these external organizations or these external charities and foundations to fix all of these deeper problems that are going on for the individuals to really? go to that extreme length of taking their own lives. What does it take for us to overcome this, um, I would call it epidemic that we're experiencing um, around the high stress, high anxiety, high depression, high suicide rates in Australia currently? I'm going to say, I'm going to answer that and it's probably going to be a little bit contentious. And whilst the people who work in these NGOs and these organizations have the best intentions, unfortunately the structure to me, seems set up to keep people sick. And the other problem with it is it has this overwhelming focus on stress and anxiety and things like suicide being in your head. And that is simply not correct. And we've had this discussion many times before, Shay, about the importance of looking after your gut health, because this is where your serotonin is produced. And this is directly related to your mood. And we've also had discussions around uh, things like blue light, things about like screen time, things like stillness, all these things are components in uh, creating conditions which will affect your mood. And unfortunately, the majority of NGOs, especially around the places where I've worked, and I've certainly I've worked in a lot of different places, um, again, just seem to totally miss the mark with this. And they have the suggestions for changing some of the things that work as almost like a little byline in the fine print after they go through everything. So there's a focus in what happened to you as a kid, what happened to you in your relationship. It's all psychological, psychological, psychological. And I'm probably to the stage now where I would think that the maximum you should be investing in the psychological part of fixing stress is about 30%. Yeah, well, it's super interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I do believe and agree with you that, you know, these people in these organizations are working really hard and they're doing their best. And I don't think we should discredit the fact that they're working tirelessly every day to, you know, help to achieve um, these quite complex kind of circumstance that we find ourselves in right now. And I'm not saying that there is a, a, a simple solution to fix this hugely complex web of this system of operations and the way that we have constructed our societies and the makeups of um, 
the the compilation of different dimensions of experiencing that are compiling on to contribute to an overload of stressful life that we live, you know, from the expectations around relationships and what that should look like, um, at the family networks and how that can sometimes be um, adding more stress to life. And of course, the career work life um, that, you know, we're spending so much time trying to um, earn, a, earn a living and, and and then keeping up with the Joneses and the competitiveness of how much is enough, and 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 then compile on top of that, you know, the the lockdown that we've all experienced, and people getting stuck in their homes, and having to and losing their jobs, and now this and no stimulus package, and all of these things, and then it's like, even for the the privileged young people of today, like myself, and and becoming aware of the environmental stresses that we're moving through, you know, it's like there's so much that is that is there that is real for us, and that we're trying to, you know, navigate our way through, and and witnessing that potentially some of these systems are not necessarily serving or working, and um, now we're seeing this kind of last kind of ditch hold up of this framework of a structure that has served us in the past, you know, it's got us to where we are today but we seem to be changing as as a human family, you know, not just um, biological, but also um, in the way that our societal framework is set up. And, and through that change, we're acknowledging that, you know, some of these systems are now needing to change. And so with that, Dennis, I would really love to hear from you on how moving forward, um, how this this change in our society is going to impact us on a on a personal level. So, so I've got a couple of uh, little little uh, I guess um, questions to 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 pose, and they're a little bit rhetorical in nature. So, we've you've got your your classic example of this of I don't know a male or a female, and they're looking at their social media accounts all the time, and they're feeling depressed because they don't feel they're worthy or they don't feel they're good enough. And then they go to work and they have pressure from the boss and then they come home and that, you know, everything starts to get overwhelmed. So is that a psychological problem or is that that person possibly being sleep deprived because they're exposed to blue light? They're looking at social media all night and they have insomnia. That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many little facets to it. And I love what how you always bring it back to uh, what we can do on an individual level. Uh, level to kind of reclaim um, more holistic approach to our lives and focusing on the blue light, the diet, the movement, um, you know, the, the exposure to EMFs and all of these things, re-evaluating um, how we spend our time and who we spend our time with, really, really important elements. Do you, do you think that there's so many people who are just getting stuck in that rut of you know um, flicking through their phones all night. I know I have the tendency to sometimes do, it and I have to be very diligent and and quite you know um, harsh on myself to get off the computer or get off my phone and go to bed at a reasonable time. Don't look at the light, you know, dim down the lights, put a candle on, and um, not not do any engage in any screen activity after dinner. But I I also get swindled away and stuck on the screens and and notice how that affects my day um, later, you know, it, it's huge. So uh, is, there, is there anything else? I mean, you spoke about the gut, the gut health and immunity and, and, and uh, you know, really from that holistic approach, looking at our body, it's not a mental problem, but it could be potentially, a, you know, a gut health 
um, interconnected and related issue going on. But um, I'm curious to hear your perspective on how that is all actually interconnected. Absolutely. And, and let's, say, let's use that example again of the person who's really kind of feeling suicidal or depressed from just looking at the screen, from, from apparently looking at her screen and being, you know, sad about work, et cetera, et cetera. The stimulation that we get from blue light causes cortisol and cortisol affects our blood sugars. And if your blood sugars are affected, it actually affects your food choices. And if you're making bad food choices, especially in the middle of the night or, or at odd times, they tend to be loaded with sugar, loaded with uh, different sorts of chemicals because they're highly processed. That in turn affects your gut microbiome. And if you've got a shitty gut, gut microbiome, you're not going to produce serotonin effectively. So if, if you have this, this, this physical bombardment of blue light, this very messed up gut, could you suggest that maybe these psychological problems are actually physical in nature and that that person might have a lot more resilience if they were able to tackle those problems? And your, what you just said about you know, having candles on at night and just watching your, your screen time during the day, those were exactly the types of excellent strategies and interventions that I'm actually talking about. The other thing which um, I, go on about I, I go on at length is essentially we have to have this idea that most of the food, if not all of it in some cases, is a highly toxic because it's covered in herbicides, it's covered in pesticides, we're eating the, the meat and the flesh of sick animals. Um, we've got uh, water is stagnant, it's got chemicals put in to kill the bacteria in the water, and these actually kill the bacteria in our stomach. So these, these toxicities are just bombarding us time and time and time again. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of our people who are presenting with very serious suicidality and, and um, mental health issues there is a huge physical com component to that. I can I've lost totally you. relate yeah, and uh, agree with you in there, Dennis. Thanks for sharing. I just wanted to pull out that little article of, um, you know, we've titled this Fixing Stress in an Insane World, and I'm curious to explore what makes the world insane currently. There is so much happening on so many different levels for many different people, and um, that article that you shared a moment uh, with me around um, what is happening in terms of the suicide rates that are seemingly increasing here in Australia, but this has come out of the University of Sydney's Brain and Mind Centre predicting that suicides could increase as much as 50% in Australia because of the pandemic. I mean, this is insane, This um, what is going on right now, and I think it's very relevant to kind of open this discussion and talk about this because we really need to, I believe, look at who is vulnerable in this circumstances, you know, reach out to those in our local community, our friends and our families, those who might be going through a tough time, a breakup, single parents, losing a job, you know, financially struggling and, and, and support one another. And I'm just curious, like what, what else, how this could really impact people in Australia and, and what we can do about it. Great, great question. And I think one of the things that I certainly notice is, is, uh, is some of these absolutely anti-health policies that were being given by our so-called um, people who know better, our experts and government officials. And even just thinking about, as you were just expressing some things, if, even if you look at uh, the, the, uh, the, the travel um, stuff that's going on. So essentially, you are locked in a hotel room for two weeks. You are given absolutely poisonous stuff on a plate which is meant to be food you're not exposing yourself to vitamin d which is again i keep on talking about the importance of vitamin d which makes up your neurotransmitters and your hormones and is essential to, to keep your mood up and running and then we have 
we're working from home, so we don't have this, this uh, even though some workplaces can be toxic, but we don't have this connection, this meeting with our, our fellow men and women. Uh, we, we're kind of told we can't pug, we got to have six feet apart. Um, we, all our, our interactions are meant to be almost electronic based now. And these are all anti-health, anti-health, anti-health. I can't stress this enough, and it's, it, there is absolutely no way I agree with any of them, regardless of how contentious that might sound. And part of your your of what you're asking, Shay, I think is 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 extremely important. And you obviously run a lot of amazing groups. You have your breathwork groups, and you have your plant medicine groups, and you you have great experience. And I'm sure you'd be the first one to tell me that the energizing effect of intermingling and involving with lots of people who are positive and who are trying to help each other is just of, of profound benefit, which you can't really get elsewhere. And the thing about engaging on that one-on-one -on -one level where we're seeing people and we're, we're looking at their micro movements in their faces and we're feeling their energies and we're, we're, we're just bonding with them, then we, we can debrief. And if you're debriefing, you're, those people will maybe tell you that they're not going through such a good time. And when you pick up on those cues, you can do it. And sometimes even just debriefing can be enough to totally change the course of somebody's mental health because they feel listened to and they feel heard and they feel validated. And then obviously, if you're chipping in with some health stuff or you teaching somebody breathing techniques and looking at some of that physical stuff, or even if you're sharing some of the stuff that's happened to yourself, people don't feel so isolated. They, they, they feel, wow, this person's actually gone through some stuff as well. Maybe I will listen to this. And sometimes it's that feeling of just nobody hears me, nobody understands, um, nobody gets it. Once, once you can break through that veneer, you can uh, help people immeasurably. Yeah, that's huge, man. Um, <clears throat> and a big thing I always find is that, you know, if we don't care, take care of ourselves, then, then how can we take care of others? And with so much happening in the world and, and a lot of change happening for many different people, look, challenges are rising, which is a natural part of our existence, our life, can be, you know, it can be tough for some people who, who, um, who are overwhelmed with a community of people who are not doing great. And um, so, so to jump in, you know, are you, you and we've known each other a little while now, but you're, you are one of these people who is always you're, you're in a good mood, you're helpful, you're always kind, you're always caring. So I'm going to try and throw that back to you. What mm. maintains your sanity? What, what drives you? What puts you in that, in that better than average health space, a headspace? Yeah, thanks, Dennis. Um, thanks for the question. That's a great question because, you know, even though I feel really quite enthusiastic about life and um, I really generally uh, on the the positive feelings I also feel uh, you know a whole range of emotions and also go through the the pit and the dark times and the tough um, negative kind of moments where I'm just stuck there and I don't want to get out of bed you know I'm feeling like I've had enough and I just kind of want to I want to take a break from it all and the biggest thing for me is noticing where I've taken on too much work and a lot of the times the stress that I find in my life is really trying to overcommit to too many things and I always say yes, yes, yes and doing all of these things and being comfortable in myself to say um, thank you for your offer but unfortunately, you know, no, I can't go to that um, event or I can't, I, can't, um, I can't help you in this circumstance. I have to take care of... Um, my my own personal well-being and, and mental health and the number one thing that i can can't emphasize enough i live um in a kind of small uh, city and and having the time 
and and the time not just in a couple of hours but having a few days break away spent in a, a natural ecosystem you know immersing myself in a, a the thickness of a dense rainforest not and and i find that on my daily practice going and spending you know a few hours in the park and doing the breathing doing the movement doing the exercise spending time in a natural environment like that is great however when i really truly unplug myself from the the human society that we find ourselves and really immerse for a couple of days at a time into an environment that is totally syntropic and natural in its its original state then i have this huge shift and even um practicing awareness of the subtle energies um meaning the growth the opposite of gross energies which is like you know something that is a gross sensation is like a broken bone or an itch or a scratch or the heat or sweat but the subtleties the change the small little incremental subtle changes in the body that sometimes you know when you take a moment to close down your eyes and you breathe and you feel this little little twitch or a a release or these tiny little subtle shifts happening in the body when i'm in these <clears throat> natural environments i i become aware of how much is shifting in my body and how much it seems my nervous system is coming down to this more relaxed more grounded and connected state of being and when i come back into the you know the human environment this more entropic lifestyle i really notice the difference and uh, it's i find it fascinating how easy you know like my day speed up and my life gets frantic again and it's like oh my god i i slot back into those old railways and things pick up and it gets more stressful and i start to pick up on the anxiety within myself and it's like whoa hang on a moment i think it's time to to go and spend some uh some time out in 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 uh in a natural environment again and you know and and you also do that with other people right Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we There you go. So that that human one-on-one connection is is so vital and so important. Yeah, I totally agree. Having a small little social group where we can really connect together, you know, sit around the campfire, share some stories, really open up about what's going on is vitally important and um yeah, it's huge in that process of um de-stressing. <laughs> And and obviously, then it goes without saying that when you are in that environment, then you you don't maybe have reception for a device, so your your exposure to screens is relatively zero compared to what it's like in going back to normal living. Absolutely, man, that is a huge one for me. Is <clears throat> I like to think that I have the ability to disconnect from this, but having the time out, having a few days away from my device, I realize, you know how addicted i am to it when i come back to it you know checking it all the time noticing all the pings and the pops and how much that affects me on a deeper level and wow it's so nice to to not have that connection for a few days and just be totally present with the environment you know not be preoccupied about what's going on with someone else and someone's trying to connect with me and all these things just putting that aside for a moment and just being like wow it is nice to just really absorb and be present and take in what's in my immediate environment it's interesting because there's two components to to uh i guess what we perceive as a good mood and one of the components as we all as i always talk about is serotonin but the other component is a thing called dopamine 
And dopamine is this, whole, is this hormone that we get stimulated when we have an addictive process going on. So the bings and the beeps and the stuff you're talking about on your phone actually are, give us a dopamine reward, which is quite hard to break. But the other thing that people need to be aware of, and this is where we kind of get into some nice nuts and bolts now about what to do about these stuff, is the fact that, that fear on a mild basis also creates a dopamine response. And news agencies and social media and all these huge, huge companies are well aware of this. And in fact, when it comes to the news, people stay glued to the television or the screen, the more fearful they are. And this is why you have these ticker boxes in the corner of a screen counting up the COVID deaths. And this is why you have, you know, the, the red lights and the flashing and the, 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 the stories about people getting shot. And you'll have these obscure stories from all around the world of, of, you know, this guy getting shot in the head in Zimbabwe. And then you have huge positive stories that happen on your doorstep that never seem to make the light of day but they are just mundane, so they don't generate this dopamine reward. So as part of addressing uh, a, a decline in your mental health, your social media use and your screen activity is of, is of huge importance. And then the next thing which you said, which is of huge importance, is finding stillness. So, and it's if when your mind is just working overtime, working overtime, working overtime, that's actually much harder to do than it, than it seems. But again, you make a start, you accept that you might be shit at it, but you just continue to try and get better and better. And you look for length, more slightly more longer periods of that stillness than you could achieve before, but you still have to persist. Then the next thing we talk about is, uh, is obviously trying to eliminate toxicity from the things that we're putting into our stomach. And this is hard to do if we have this addictive process going on with sugars and high processed foods. But again, this knowledge about how vital it is to address that can sometimes lend us that tipping point to be able to do something about it. If you don't do anything, and I've heard psychiatrists say this to people, oh, listen, I know you're really stressed. Why don't you put on a movie and go home and bake a cake? And I'm just going, are you fucking serious? These, th th those, both those things are probably in some way very, very responsible for the fact that you have a very serious mental health problem. So people just under, they, they trivialize or underrate the importance of addressing blue light and addressing gut health. And then as you absolutely brilliantly alluded to before, Shay, it was that this um, community connection when you're going on a challenge or going on an adventure with people that you really like or you really care about or that share your ideals. So there, there are three little things. Another thing which uh, I'll, I'll chuck into the little list there is put your phone on silent so it doesn't buzz and it doesn't beep. It's okay. Try and extend the times that you're doing this. Make it an hour, then make it two hours, then make it three hours, then make it four. I probably have my phone on silent for about three quarters of the day and then I just check it periodically when I want. Um, another thing which I've shown you, Shay, and I've yet to see you do it, so I'm going to be trying pushing you on this a little bit more, is your phone has a grayscale mode. So in other words, it has a black and white mode. Put your phone in black and white mode. It takes a little bit of getting used to, but you're relieving yourself from this blue light stimulation. And uh, yeah, that, that, that covers a fair bit of what we can do to try and, obviously, active breathing is, is superbly important and hugely beneficial. And getting your feet getting your shoes off your feet and getting into nature again. So these are the ways that we can make really dramatic inroads into taking away a lot of components of things that mess up our, 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 uh, our, our mental functioning. Yeah, I love it, Dennis. Thanks so much for sharing, man. It's so nice and refreshing to hear like, you know, these really important fundamental reminders. And even though 
a lot of this stuff I've heard before and I know just to actually keep reminding ourselves, keep reminding ourselves, you know, and, and learning those those little things as well, like you said about the, the grayscale on the phone, just doing the best that we can with everything that we know and the more that we can keep elevating these kinds of conversations to help other people, help you guys who are watching, help ourselves, you know, then the better we can all be as a, as a society and a community moving forward. And, and it may seem so fundamental, so foundational, but without those foundations, you know, you can't build a big house. You can't have a healthy body. So, so important, these, these tiny little steps to just implement into life. And Dennis, I really appreciate your perspective, you know, having worked in this field for so many years and, and continuing this work, getting this message out there to the world. It's so important particularly now given the state of stress that we find in the world, the grain of anxiety that's increasing, the suicide rates that are going through the roof currently. And it's just refreshing to hear that, you know, there are simple solutions that we can all implement. There are things we can do to um, live a more meaningful life, give ourselves more health, more vitality, and, and not just survive in the world, but really step into what it takes to thrive. So, of course, this is not, um, you know, this is not, specific to every single person there's going to be a whole complex range of um, different solutions for different people but again these are just the experiences based on uh, Dennis's life work and based on what's worked in my life experience as well and is there anything else you want to share Dennis before we close out today? Yeah, um, I, I had a couple of things I was going to say then, like they've totally slipped my mind, so I've got to see if they fought back. But um, this this whole fear around the around the pandemic is something that we have to be really, really conscious of. And a way to distance ourselves a little bit from this stuff is to turn stuff off, to turn your bloody screens off. Yeah, you know there's something happening out there. So you don't need to be reminded about it 24-7. You don't need this to be in your face because this basically makes us sick. Uh, that's right. This, so the next thing would be if you do feel at risk, reach out to somebody, reach out to somebody. So don't have yourself in if you feel that you, you have a, a kind of an imminent danger situation where you might hurt yourself or you might feel like you're imminently su suicidal. There's always somebody around who can help you out. OK, so make sure you reach out to somebody. And the other thing I would say would be um, beware of diagnosis. There's a massive difference between being depressed and having depression. And we, we fall, we stumble, we can have really shitty points in our, t in our life, we can be, our moods can be incredibly low. That means that you are depressed in that moment of time. It doesn't necessarily mean you have depression. And if you embrace and accept the diagnosis like depression, this could be something that you carry with you for the rest of your life that could be really hard to shake off. Having this concept of being depressed as opposed to having depression means that you're putting in front of yourself the possibility of getting out the other side and being cured. And so unfortunately, the pharmaceutical industries don't like that. So they will put in front of you uh, a, a solution to take medications for the rest of your life. And I absolutely blatantly, 100%, I don't care what any person says, this is not the way forward. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing, Dennis. I really appreciate your time today, man. Um, this is great, great feedback and great message to get out there. And if you're still watching this video, guys, thanks for uh, staying with us. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a little like, uh, click the subscribe button there. And even if you want to get updated on the next video, you can click the bell icon and that will give you a notification when the next video is. I'm probably sure you've got enough stress going on in your life. So if you don't want any more dings, leave that bell button alone <laughs> and just come back to this channel next time. You're going to get some great information um, on awakening with health.
with uh, Dennis O'Connor and myself, Shay Ryan Douglas. If you haven't yet joined um, our membership for Uncensored Videos on Earth Heroes, you can click the link in the description and that goes to support Dennis and myself to create these videos and um, keep moving forward in the world so that we can get this message out there to more people. We feel it's vitally important, particularly now in, in what we're experiencing in the world. So thanks so much, Dennis. Uh, so good to see you, brother, and um, look forward to next week's episode. Awesome to talk to you as well, Shay. Keep up your good work, man. You're doing great. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me. And see you next time.